0: Hello and welcome to the One Big Podcast a Show, where we discuss all your burning workplace organizing questions and revel in the history of the IWW. I am fellow worker Jason, and with me today we have fellow worker Derek, Hello. and fellow worker Ryan, my new co-chair of <laughs> Hello. Today we are discussing um, the hot subject of the hot shop, and the pros and cons of trying to organize a hot shop. Uh, so let's start with uh, some definitions, as I like to do. What 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 is a hot shop?
1: Well, I mean, a hot shop is basically a place where you have a lot of workers who are mad. They're already agitated. Um, they might be at the end of their rope, and they want to start doing something. Right? Like they are, they are ready to take action. And unfortunately, often that action might actually just be quitting. So that is basically a hot shop. It is a place that is on fire for for some kind of action against the bo- what what wageo. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. It's on fire and it's it's ready. It's ready. It's ready to really just just uh, take off.
0: Yeah. Um, I've been in a few hot shops before. Um, both as a member of the IWW and without. And it's interesting because you're. It goes from like complaining about your job to okay, that's it. People get ready to like you know beat some people up. <laughs> when in a hot shop. That seems like the perfect time to strike with, like, or not strike is strike, but maybe strike, strike. Uh, yeah. <laughs> perfect time to, like, you know, get people organized. But often we find that isn't the case. Why, why would you say that is? Well,
1: I mean, do either of you have any theories? What do you think? What, what, like, like, what do you think would make it difficult to organize in a hot shop? Because you're right, right? Like, like intuitively, and this is one of those things that I... That, that, you know, you hear from people like, you know, I've got a really, I and, and we get this once in a while as organizers, I got a bunch of really mad fellow workers, um, you know, we're ready to do something, uh, we just don't know like how to organize and so that's actually something that we hear and that's that's kind of a red flag to me often. Um, And so, and, and so like people think like anger is what you need, but you need is that hot shop that those are the ideal conditions, right? Like, like, what do you think makes that the ideal circumstances? Like, why, why do you think that? And I'm not saying that you do think that right now, but I'm like asking like, what would make you think that? Why do we think that? I mean, for as far as
0: I'm concerned, it would be like it's a benefit just because people are motivated to actually take chances and, make mistakes and get messy, as Miss Frizzle used to say. So, like, you know, they're, they're motivated.
1: Just quote the magic school bus?
0: Yes, of course. I want that tattooed on my body. Oh,
1: okay. All right,
0: that's fine. <laughs> what, was it? what was the phrase? Take chances, make mistakes, get messy. That's a good line. Thanks, yeah. magic school bus. Yeah, Miss Frizzle's, Frizzle's the best. But, yeah, so, you know, people are motivated and they're ready to go. Uh, And, like, you can suggest more out there things that they may have not been receptive to before. Like, well, yeah, let's all march in there. Let's all walk off the job, and they're like, "Yeah,
1: yeah." What do you what, what do you think, Ryan?
0: I guess
2: I I kind of visualize it in a similar way to like like uh, phase changes in chemistry or something, right? Um, where like you are things t- things are getting <laughs> like you know warmer and warmer and warmer, and once they reach a point, like you you kind of reach this point when uh uh the reactions are well it's not really a chemical reaction but the physical change of, of changing states starts to happen mm. um so i guess intuitively i would kind of visualize it like oh you're like right at that point like you've got like a pot of boiling water kind of right like you're right at that line where something's about to happen
1: yeah so i've been on a couple of and i think those are really good observations and i mean there was actually a point when i was organizing that, that i think I thought a hot shop was the place to be, right? Like that's the easiest. Drop it in my lap and let's and let's and let's roll with it kind of organizing campaign I could get. But it turns out like, it, like that it's it's just not the case. We have had a couple example of examples of very hot shop organizing. And there's a line since since we're all kind of quoting um, since we're all kind of quoting things, <laughs> I guess I'll quote, you know, Titus Andronicus uh, had this band line, the band, absolutely. (laughs) Um, And they had this great line where they talked about how, uh, you know, he's at the end of his rope, and and he feels like swinging. Love that line. Great line. The problem is, is that most workers at the end of the rope don't start swinging, they start dropping off into the abyss, right? That's really what ends up happening. There's a lot of workers just Say, Fuck this. I'm out. Like, I'm done with this. It's not worth the stress. It's not worth the the lack of sleep, the anxiety. Um, I can't deal with this anymore. And they just leave. Um, The other problem with a hot shop is that the assumption at this point in my organizing experience is that a hot shop is most likely a place where very little organizing has actually happened, right? And and it's unfortunately the case that anger is not enough to fuel an organizing campaign. It just, it just isn't. You you need a lot more. Um, I know of one hot shop, it was a real hot shop. You know, by the time they called us, these workers had already planned a sick out, right? They had planned a sick out. And as soon as I came on to that, to that call, they were like, Well, we're gonna do a sick out. And I was like, wow, okay, very impressive. What's your next, what, what's the next step in the plan? What happens if the boss, you know, fires one of you or fires all of you? Or or even after your sick out refuses to give in to your demands and they're and they're like, Well, we don't we don't know what that is yet. What do you mean you don't know what that is yet? You've planned a like middle tier escalation. You know, you sick out, you're going to make your boss mad. Your boss is losing money at that point. They're losing money hard and fast. Uh, so they're going to react to that. They're either going to like divide you. They're going to threaten you. They're going to try to convince you with hopelessness. And 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 what are you going to do to respond to that? What are you going to do when the boss says no? And if the answer is, well, we'll figure that out when the boss says no, you're already, you know, a step behind where you need to be. And so a lot of times a hot shop even one that's done some basic organizing to get people ready to go is not prepared for like the longer term slog that organizing often is. And that's the principal problem with hot shops.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a sense of, you know, burn in bright real fast before you burn out. And if you don't have like that foundation of organizing behind you, it's going to be much harder to do anything other than one action.
1: That's right.
0: And you know you maybe you strike it and get lucky and you do one action and the boss is like, "Oh God, and uh, shits his pants and
1: gives in to your <laughs> demands, uh, but it's unlikely it's very it's very possible um, but there's but there's a lot of I mean there's there, there, you know a classic phrase in organizing there's a bunch of them, and uh, <laughs> we can probably just make a podcast called Classic Phrases in organizing um, <laughs> Look uh... for the book this summer. <laughs> <laughs> But one of those phrases is that there's no shortcuts, right? And, and that is sort of true, but it is often true that you really can't shortcut your your way to an organizing campaign. You know, it is possible that you've got the right people in place, you've got a hot shop, you've got the right people in place, you show up and you're like, well, we need a follow up plan, all of a sudden that group goes, okay here's what we've been talking about and you're like okay well let's plug it let's plug into these ideas
2: but most of the time what's that oh I just said I'm guessing that's not very common
1: (laughs) very yeah exactly right it's very uncommon so so and and that is the problem with the hot shop is you've got workers and and the thing is and the thing that kills me about it is when the boss does react whether he retaliates or he divides people or he gives Or or he tells people, listen, this never going to change. I'm not changing my mind. And they just give up. Like, where do you go from there? And a lot of workers, they just drop off. They do exactly, they're at the end of their rope and they drop off of the rope.
2: Oh, I was just going to say, it, it It sounds like there's almost a, a kind of, like, paradoxical relationship where, like, the more in need of organizing a place is, the less capacity that people are going to have for organizing because they're working at this job that is really needing things to change.
0: Yeah. I've, I've been in a hot shop where, like, the demands are a little more nebulous. It's not, like, one issue. It's just, like, this job sucks. But that's a little easier to, like... All right, well, let's, let's, you know, work on it. Let's all sit down and figure out wh- what exactly we need. Whereas the one-issue hot shop is really where I think things can kind of burn out too fast. Where, like, like obviously COVID has been a great issue to organize around. It has it? Yeah. Because, like, well, well, obviously our bosses won't make us go to work and die of COVID. But then they did, and they're like, oh, no, what do we do about it? (laughs) But then they did. Somehow they didn't care about us the way we thought they did. Um, Or not me, but, you know, the general public. It was a good starter of like, hey, well, you know what we could do. We could do some organizing. But I think a lot of people expected it to happen overnight.
1: And it did not. Yeah, I mean, I think that COVID is such a good example of like not just a hot shop, but like a hot society, so to speak, you know, like, I mean, if you think about it, at the start of the COVID pandemic, there was a very common kind of sense that we, like, we will get organizations out of this, like people will organize, they they have to, like, they'll finally be convinced that the boss doesn't give a shit about them as if they didn't already know that. And so you saw a lot of groups like UE, for example, the United Electricians. Is that what it stands for? UE, it's something Electricians. A pretty good union. I actually like UE. They're not they're not bad folks. They they share a lot in common with the IWW in a lot of ways. But like UE partnered with DSA to form these restaurant organizing committees and these emergency organizing committees, and it was a good idea, but it hasn't produced a ton of results, right? Like we have not seen the restaurant industry kick off a massive organizing effort. And that isn't to say that it's not coming or that it is impossible, but it is to say that like COVID increased people's anxieties. They they didn't have additional capacity. People weren't suddenly like just down to organize. They were in fear of their lives, Uh, right? (laughs) And, like, if you think it's already hard enough to organize in the restaurant industry, add into that, oh, yeah, also, you could die and see how it goes for you.
0: Yeah, and, like, I think I think there will be a lot of stuff post-COVID where, like, we can g- reference back to COVID, like, see how your boss treated you then? Well, that's over now. And, you know, look how they treated you. You should do something about that. But, you know, you have to survive the pandemic to get that far. (laughs) Uh
1: Great. That's very dark, Jason. Sorry, I'll keep it bubbly. Uh... It's all
0: right. It's all right. What experience do we have as a branch with hot shops?
1: Well, we had the one that I outlined. Um, There was one at like a like a pizza place here locally. That was, you know, a real hot shop that happened in the time of Corona. Like it was like the boss wasn't following wasn't following COVID protocol, et cetera, et cetera. Um, So that shop, that shop ended with like the majority of employees just quitting. Like that's how that, that's how that campaign ended. It was very disappointing, but kind of foreseeable in some ways. Um, We had a fairly successful, one of our, one of our fairly successful campaigns was actually in a hot shop called uh, Mighty Good Coffee, right? And uh, Mighty Good Coffee was a cool campaign. But, like the shop was definitely a hot shop. Um, and it moved very quickly. The other problem with a hot shop is just the pace, the breakneck pace at which things move. And trying to keep up with it, like, um, how do we how do we build a sustainable organizing committee? Uh, Number one, how do we organize people into the union? Number two. So even if you drop cards, if you want to go like the authorization card campaign, like we want to get a formal, a formal shop recognized here. And we want to like get the IWW recognized as the union of record with this employer. How many of those people are you going to get to join the union? Because right now they're really mad how are they going to feel when they're not as mad are they going to want to pay that dues rate are they going to want to engage in the larger life of the union are they going to want to like come out to meetings and go to the organizing committee so what kind of union have we actually built if it's successful so you know the mighty good campaign was actually pretty successful in that we managed to organize at the shop but we only ever signed up i think three or four people from a 12ish person shop into the union. So like the return on uh, people actually engaging on that was pretty low in the long run. And like had that had mighty good coffee stayed open in the long run, would that campaign have been viable? Would that union shop have been a real viable union shop? And I don't know. You need more than four people out of 12. You need more than a third of the unit to keep something rolling
0: yeah i i feel like it's a similar problem of just people that they're always looking for short-term gains over like long-term like sustainability yeah you know it goes all over from organizing to climate change um so but hot shops are kind of inevitable uh you Mm -hmm. know people are going to come to us basically when you know they got a problem you know they're not going to do it when everything's great so
1: tends to be the case
0: so, like, what what is a better way to
1: handle them, I guess? So, the best way to handle a hot shop is to pump the brakes on it, right? And, I mean, it's very, it's, 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 it's very contextual. If you come into a hot shop and, like, you've got some good organizers in place and they've actually done some of the footwork, um, then you're good to go. Then you can try to roll with it a little bit and maybe things will come out Okay. But like the number one advice that I would give is if you come into a hot shop and most of the people are not engaged in an organizing committee, they have one issue, I'm just giving an example, right? They've got one issue and, they, and, and they're just rolling with that issue um, and the people are real mad, but they're also kind of burned out. You gotta ask yourself like, is this shop ready for a union? Is this shop really ready to march on the boss tomorrow? Is this shop really ready to wield worker power? And if the answer to that question is realistically no, then you've got to pump the brakes. And as the like organizer on the ground there, you have to hear where their organizers are, but encourage them to go back to square one. Who's, your, who, who, who's in your network? Give me your social map. How many people do you know? How many people have you reached out to? Um, what are your assessments of them? Are many of these people willing to sign union cards? Um, are we ready to ask these people to join the union? Um, those are all important questions that we should consider asking those people. Also, like, what is your, what's your long-term, what's your long-term plan here? What's the escalation plan? Are you going to go to the media? Which media outlets you're going to go to? What are your steps between now, between marching on the boss and going to the media? What's your steps between now and going to and going and and going on strike? Uh, it's really important to. Like just pump the brakes with people and ask them are you really prepared for this we did this at a campaign um last year we were called up we were called up we'd had people organizing in the shop for a while uh but we came out and some things had just blown up like a couple of workers were about to get fired um and we hadn't been explicitly organizing as the iww over there um for a little for a little while we were we were still doing some social mapping but somebody came in with UFCW cards and insisted that we were going to the UFCW it was a literal 24 hour turnaround they came in with UFCW cards um, three workers threatened to get fired everyone signed the authorization cards and then they called me and said Derek they're going to fire these three workers what do we, like 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 what what do you think we should do and i was like what <sighs> <laughs> what's your plan? What's your plan if they fire the workers? Are you are, are like? What's your response? What are we going to do if they fire those workers? Well, like I, I don't know. <laughs> okay, yeah,
2: it, it almost sounds like you need like a like a big flowchart of like all the contingencies of like okay, so if this happens, what do we do? If that happens, what do we do? And then like you know, even maybe branching off from that, okay, so if that happens and that happens, what do we do? Kind of.
1: <laughs> yeah, and actually, Ryan, to your point, like it's actually. That's a really good way to actually pump the brakes is to come in and ask, like, like what we don't want to do is come in and tell workers, you are not ready for this, right? Because mm-hmm. that's just going to make them mad. And, and they're going to think yeah, that The whole you're... point is giving
2: them more autonomy, right? <laughs> tell them they can't do something, probably not going to go well.
1: <laughs> right. And, and in fact, you become the problem um, and not them. So what we want to do is ask them questions. Like, what are you going to do if this happens? What do you do if the boss fires three more people? What do you do if the boss- if the boss doesn't fire these people what what like what comes next the boss doesn't fire them but but demotes them like what are our responses and as workers realize that they are not prepared for a couple of these very important eventualities they'll start to calm down a little bit and this might not be universal but in my experience you know at that at that shop that calmed things down all of a sudden people went oh shoot yeah we don't have a plan for that yeah so let's stop for a minute and think about what comes next
0: yeah, you know, well, a lot of people in our circles joke about arson or like sabotage. It's like, well, let's 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 do some of the other steps first. Let's yeah. see, let's see what else we got.
1: Yeah, you know uh, what? Keep arson on the table. Let's revisit that at step twelve <laughs> or thirteen.
0: Let's let's circle back around to arson. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's like, like I said earlier, it's like you gotta have that foundation, and you gotta like have that be prepared mentality. You know. Batman's a great superhero because he's prepared. He's not he doesn't have powers, he's just prepared. <gasps> I mean wow.
2: he, he's also a billionaire. I I, I can't <laughs> believe you're kissing <laughs> up to billionaires like this, Jason. I, Dwight, I fictional, billionaires. I, I can...
0: fictional billionaires. Fictional
1: billionaires. That's
0: better. Authoritarian fictional billionaires. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. I've been watching Superman Adventures, uh the animated series, and uh Superman's my guy. Um Superman. Superman, okay. yeah. He's the because
1: ideal. Is okay. What, he is what? the <laughs> ideal man. You know what, you know what? Let's save <laughs> let's save our critique of Superman's role in advancing American imperialism and and capitalism for another, uh, uh, for
0: another <laughs> podcast. <laughs>
1: Wow, that's that's gonna be a long one. I'm gonna tell you right now.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, you got yeah you, you got to have a plan, and I and I think that that's really the bottom line in any organizing campaign is 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 you got to have a plan. If you don't have a plan, then you're just then you're just a mob of workers that are like proceeding without knowing what comes next, which means that anything the boss does. Can sort of set you off kilter and it can it can disperse you all very quickly and that's where we don't want to be we want to make sure that we remain a cohesive whole that is moving collectively and presenting our collective demands which means that yeah we need to know what comes next and we need to be thinking about what comes next
0: oh yeah um oh i had another question my brain
1: a good thing that it's a, it's a good thing that we can you know you know uh edit these recordings and leave this dead air here for the moment yeah. and revisit it in the actual editing process
0: yes i am the editor i know Don't i know it <laughs>
1: i we take can out
2: say anything during this time right I, like it's I all edit. just arson's back on the table
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know one thing i did I, the last time this came up i can't remember i think i think i reminded everybody that um that the IWW also organizes prison workers. So if you find yourself in jail for arson, you know, start an IWalk chapter right there in the prison, and, and maybe you can be helpful there as well. Then you could do
0: arson in prison. Oh, what was it's a say?
1: very hot job. That's a very. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I didn't realize I I brought it around. <laughs> um, so with COVID and with like recent strikes, both at like the recent Amazon vote that didn't go great. Uh, there's strikes all over with miners and steel workers right now. It seems like unions are coming back into style, I guess, if that makes sense, or at God. least organizing. What do you think keeps you from having a hot shop, and what, what can you do to prevent just being a hot shop, I guess is my question. You know, like, do you just, like, see the problem beforehand and then try to organize around it, or is it just, like, you gotta wait until something happens.
1: That's such an interesting question. Um, how do you kind Thanks. of prevent a hot? Yeah, no, no problem. <laughs> like, boy, uh, fucking fellow worker Jason asking the hard questions here. It's almost
0: like I've done radio
1: interviews my uh, ten years now. I mean, the entire point of the entire point of building the committee, the entire point of that is to kind of build a plan and to give workers a direction and a sense of like engagement. One of the reasons that our shops often get so hot is because we don't feel like we have control. We don't feel like we know what's coming next. And so sometimes just giving workers that outlet where we are coming together and talking about what we could do is a way to a build solidarity and be engage engage people in the real work of organizing, while keeping the temperature hot, but not boiling, right? Because so long as people feel like they're, so long as people feel like they're in charge of their own destiny, to some degree, they aren't going, they're less likely to just pop off and lose their shit. So that's my, that's my biggest suggestion is talk to your fellow workers, engage them in the organizing committee. If you've got a worker who's who's thinking about going and yelling at the boss and stomping out with, I quit um, talk to them, invite them out to an organizing committee meeting and let them, let them, let them express those grievances there and ask them what you can do to help advance their cause.
0: I feel like it's, it's a lot of just listening and talking. And that's basically how you see an opening and then start building the foundation before it's, you know, people are throwing chairs in the office or
1: whatever unless you want to get to a to a wc wcw match is it wc nope wwe wwe no
0: wait
2: was it wwf no because that one was the that one it used to be maybe but now it's wwe yeah Yeah. it used
0: to be wwf they had to change it because of the world wildlife foundation yeah yeah
2: yeah (laughs) which is another
0: (laughs) industry that's trying to unionize and uh both
2: the
0: WWF or the WWE? WWE. Really?
2: Yeah, that makes more sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: wrestlers have been trying to unionize for years. Oh, but... the WWE, yeah, they are. And... But Finn uh, Man is both on-screen and off-screen a villain. Sure. Yeah,
2: doesn't he have to, like, ties to, like, the Saudi royal family or something? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I, don't I, I know.
2: watched a, a YouTube video. By... Renegade Cut maybe did a video on that? I don't I, know. I think so, actually.
0: <laughs> yeah, so keep being a hot shop. You just got to like be open keep your ears open and like, you know, listen for when, uh, people got complaints and go, all right, before, before the
1: snowballs, let me tell you about unions. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, yeah. I mean, that's the, and that's the question that we have to get comfortable asking people, right. Is, is how can we fix this? What, like if you could change anything about this problem, what would it be? And, um, can you make it up for the next organizing committee meeting? Next organizing committee meeting's on Friday at three o'clock. Can you make it?
0: All right. Uh, I think that's all I had to say about hot shops. Anybody else got any, anything to say about hot shops? Anybody want to say hot shops a few more times?
2: I got <laughs> one to say hot shops.
0: Hot shops. That's the problem. That's the problem right there. It's fun to say, and you think it's going to go well, and you're like, well, I got a hot shot. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Insightful. <laughs>
1: um all right well i think then that is that's it then right do you want to do we have any closing thoughts you want to share about hot shops any any thoughts that either of you have kind of thought up while we've been sitting here chatting
2: uh oh i don't know i guess i'm i'm just kind of thinking about like how what what you were talking about with like workers really needing like autonomy and i guess i'm i'm find myself wondering about like how can i use um or how can how can we use like empathy skills in organizing and how can we help like listen to workers to like help understand their grievances and like figure out where they're at kind of such that we can help them organize effectively
1: yeah that's such a super interesting question I don't have an immediate answer, except to say that I, I think you're thinking of like the right thing. And it's a, it's a really good and important question for us to be considering. You know, there are social workers who are organizing and empathy is a, is a huge part of how, of how we have to organize. Uh, so, I mean, the one-on-one conversation is essentially having a conversation with somebody in which you come away with a lot of knowledge about what their concerns and issues are.
0: And I would say, like earlier, you said, you know, people are angry, or whatever, and anger can't do it alone. But you're gonna need a little anger. It's and then you got to mix it with that empathy of like, you know, you gotta have that righteous anger. <laughs> oh, I, want, I want people to be to have their anger be heard. Yeah, right? exactly.
2: Like, I, I, am not saying people don't be angry. Like, absolutely, be angry and tell me about it. Like, I want to hear what, what are you angry about?
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, you know, like, I hate the I'm a, I'm a punk kid, so I hate hippies. Where they're like, "No, don't worry, love will solve it." No, it won't. Love will not pay your bills. Anger will, <laughs> and just coming after your boss. <laughs>
1: yeah, I don't know. I don't know if anger will, but anger will be helpful along the way, and it yeah. will probably be more helpful than love. Yeah, suck it, Beatles. Uh-
2: <laughs> yeah, anger is all you need. Is a little less uh, catchy.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm. I'm. Excuse me while I go record a song called Anger is All You Need.
1: Oh, yeah, I want to hear it. That'll be the new intro.
0: Yeah, there you go. All right. uh, I think that about wraps it up for this weird episode of the One Big Podcast. Uh,
1: All right.
0: Thanks, Derek, for joining me. And thanks, Ryan, for joining me. See ya. and that's the show folks it was recorded and edited by me fellow worker jason The intro and outro song are also by me fellow worker jason if you'd like to join the iww and be part of the one big union go to iww.org join if you have any questions comments or concerns for us you can always email us at it's at iww.org and until next time an injury to one is an injury to all